This week on Podcast 17, a short release list combined with a lengthy media blitz, plus a second interview with Tiberius Bain from Age of Chivalry. Also, we apologize for the technical difficulties of this episode. Hello and uh, welcome to another episode of Podcast 17. This is transmission number... 15089, the 12th of July, 2009. Today we are lucky to be graced by uh, the likes of uh, Dave Traeger from, uh, from ODB. Hi, Dave. Hey, how you doing, Emmanuel? Good, good. Stressed. And uh, Mr. Stenchy from ODB as well. This is going to be kind of like a modcast today, I suppose. Also known as Ryan Anderson. Yeah. Ryan nice Anderson. And... Uh, and we were supposed to be graced by the beautiful and lovely Daniel Ackard, but uh, he's busy with Thomas at the moment, so that's sad. Really, I can't say I'm disappointed, so I was expecting it. Um, so uh, did, you, uh, did you guys have anything to add before we get started? I think there's one more person here. Oh, wait. Yes, we have another... <laughs> We also, um, for, I, guess, great start. I guess we can announce them. <laughs> so we have uh, Tiberius Bain from uh, Age of Chivalry, of course, who is not in my show notes and I completely forgot about. Oh. All right. Hi. Hi. Nice to see you guys. How are you doing? Pretty good. Excited for this uh, show. Been excited for a while. Get ready. Yeah. I, I'm sorry that you uh, you had to join this podcast of all of them. This is, <laughs> I, I, I apologize <clears throat> on behalf of Podcast 17. It's all right. I've been here once before. So. Yeah. He's okay. used to the fail. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, uh, let's move on to uh, Podcast 17 News. Let's blow through this because uh, it seems like the, the best part of today will be the interview and some of the later stuff. So um, uh, in Podcast 17 News, um, we are now hosting our own slew of servers, thanks to uh, Striker Game Servers. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, we currently have a Left 4 Dead server up. Um, and this one's important, guys, because this is how we're going to be playing a lot of the custom maps and campaigns that, uh, that people have been submitting. So if you haven't made one yet, definitely do that. Um, we do have Rock the Vote on there, so um, you can change between them once we get them uploaded. So that'll be cool. And we have our Neo Tokyo server, which I love so much. Yay, Neo Tokyo. Yeah, I'm not supposed to talk about Neo Tokyo. I agreed not to with William, but he's not here now, so. Um, so this, okay. Yeah. That's, cool. uh, that's that's all we have for podcast 17 news. Uh, in other news, I guess um, we this podcast has kind of been slapped together with a band-aid and some plaster. So uh, if it isn't your usual dose of podcast 17, you're gonna have to complain to Nick. So. Um, they're, they're MacGyvering it right now. Yeah, yeah, really. It's, it's, it really isn't pretty. You should see my desk. I've got like three screens here and just red wires and green wires. It's not hey, man, crazy. that guy can make a bloody biplane out of some poly pipe and some duct tape. I mean, you can do pretty well with this. So come on. If he can do so. that, you can do this. Did you, did you yeah. see that uh, episode of Mythbusters where they did the, uh, the MacGyver myths? <laughs> Oh, that's right. You guys are Canadian, bust. are you? 
Um, they did the one where he built a plane and some other stuff. It was really cool. But you guys are Canadian, that's right. Uh, which, which of you are not Canadian? That would be I. Oh, that's right. You're Australian, but that's kind of... Well, you're so what, British. What, what does it matter if we're Canadian? We get Mythbusters up here. Oh, do you? Yeah. We have all the same TV channels. Segregating. <laughs> God I thought you'd get uh, Discovery. No, we get Discovery Channel. Well, we can just talk about Mythbusters. I'd rather do that, and then they can edit this out. No, no, no. no I, think I guess we should get to the this, podcast. Let's get to the mods. Yeah, stick to the mods. Okay. I'm not. I'm not Mythbusters like uh, aficionado, so I'd be totally lost on that one. Oh, I can't. I don't know what I would do without Mythbusters. I love Mythbusters. That and Top Gear, my two favorite shows. Um, okay. So uh, next we have the Emmanuel apology section and. I have to apologize to Firearm Source because I might have used the wrong information about two or three podcasts ago regarding placeholder models. So, sorry about that. They do have their own models that are not Counter-Strike Source, and I am very, very sorry. And they were very diplomatic, the, the forum users, in letting us know. So, um, sorry again, and... If I get anything wrong, then you're just going to have to check for me because it's a lot easier to ask for forgiveness than it is for permission. Onwards to the – well, actually, before we do this, how about um, we we see what you guys are playing this week before we get started on the – from the mouth of Valve. Um, uh, Dave, how about you? Uh, okay. Um, I've been uh, cracking open the uh, Armor 2 mods, actually. Really? Yeah, definitely. And you and you uh, have a NASA grade computer to run it. Yes, I do. I can uh, definitely uh, churn out some hot data pieces with my uh, epic beast of a PC. So running Arma Two is not a problem. Unfortunately, Ryan can't join me. Slack shit. Uh, because I'm I'm too busy working. That's why. Hey, this is work too, man. This is what oh, yeah, this is... Wait, okay. Go to Henley's profile on ModDB and you see see what he does when he's playing Arma 2. It's just nothing. I'm like, oh my god, that looks so boring. They're just sitting there giggling to themselves while they're saluting each other. That's all I, that's all I can see, man. I'm like, how is that fun? Hey, I had to test out the single player before I get into the multiplayer stuff. You know, that's just how it goes. Well, it, there's, there's modding for Armor 2, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely. Well, you, um, there you button? go. You're doing you're doing market research. Damn straight. You can call it that. So there you go. Hmm. So uh, um, Stenchy, how about you? What have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing uh, a lot of. Wait, let me get Neo Tokyo. Oh. But uh, I've I've kind of moved on from that. Uh, playing a lot of uh, Unreal Three mods lately, actually. And prepping a lot of them uh, for the Summer of Mods and Indies uh, thing that we have, event that we have coming up. Mm-hmm. Unreal 3 is so mind-achingly beautiful. It's just, it seems like there's nothing but incompetent developers for the mods. I played the, that one zombie one where you have to kill them. It's about how long you can last. I forget The, the Haunted? Oh, the, the Haunted? It is amazing looking. It is so pretty, but That's it was boring. That's a fun mod. That's a fun mod. What do you mean what? boring? It's Fun. It's fun. Well, I I did play by myself, so if there's co-op, well, I could get there you it. go. Yeah, yeah, you have to play co-op. Well, yeah, I could see that being fun. I just the Unreal Three engine is untapped. And it's such a good engine. It's probably one of the best. It engines is untapped, but I I don't know. I guess I mean I will agree. Like, it, it's hard to differentiate the gameplay. 
like the movement really it's hard to get away from that unreal feel I don't know. Like the side step and shit. Yeah, the side stepping and the dashing and stuff that seems to be in all the mods. Yeah, well, and it, I guess it kind of boils down to Epic's um, tool set because you, I think, if I'm understanding this right, you have to purchase the the developer SDK, what you actually make games with, for to get all that lower level stuff. So that might be why. Mm. Yeah, which sucks because you know modding modding is such a big part of. You know, selling copies really for for this type of game. So, and on the Unreal Three engine, I still say is the most beautiful and fast running engine you get out there. This nothing looks as good as it does and runs as fast as it does. Just my IMO. And uh, so, is that it then? Just some Unreal Three Unreal Three stuff. Some Unreal Three stuff and uh, a lot of uh, more indie stuff. Which, like, um, I don't know. The more oh, the actually, more stuff I see that's um, out there, like, the more I think, like, really. If if people have like you know average build uh, computers, um, they don't really have to purchase anything and and still get their entertainment out of it. And like I mean, if someone really wanted to be like a budget gamer, they could. There's a lot out there that they could play. Speaking about like budget gaming and indie games, I actually played uh, Trine as well. That's not That's really a budget indie game, but it's like it's pretty expensive for. Uh, what was that game. again? What 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 is it? It's trying. It's a. It's kind of a single-player puzzle game that's heavy, heavily based on physics. Uh, it's it's kind of cool. It's it's very pretty looking. Definitely. Um, I think the console version actually has co-op as well. Like over the PSN and Xbox Live services, you can get them. Um, it's actually really good. Um, if you have the money, uh, definitely have a go of it because it's uh yeah. I'll yeah, as a. Yeah, definitely. Have a go. I can't. I can't be bothered with puzzle games though. It's I. I get a severe headache when I have to. When I have to address a puzzle in a video game, I'd rather. If I wanted to play a puzzle, I'd go get a, a you know, a puzzle and then put it together. Well, it's kind of like, if I had to compare it to anything, it would be the new Bionic Commando rearms. It's kind of like those types of puzzles, with like combat thrown in as well. Looking forward to that too, actually. But uh. I guess we're on to Steve then. Steve, what have you been keeping yourself busy with besides Age of Chivalry this, this week? Yeah, mostly just playing the, the update to the game, but I've also been trying to sneak in some time on Fistful of Frags, their new update, and enjoying that as well. You're a fan? Yeah, a lot. I really like that game. Huh. How do you think about how it's evolved in the past year? Um, I don't know. I think they're doing a lot of good things with the... I don't know. It doesn't seem like the combat has changed that much, you know what I mean? But uh, the maps that they're adding are definitely helping the game a lot a lot in the game modes and that. I, I'm enjoying it more and more every time. Yeah. All right, yeah, pick one. Sh uh, shotgun Sunrise or or, uh, or Fistful of Frags, if you had to pick one. Fistful of Frags. Oh, come on. <laughs> I haven't played the other game, so... Shotgun Sunrise seems as good for like you know a few cheap laughs, but if you're gonna stick with one for any length of time, it would be Fistful of Frags. Yeah, but uh, it's such a good laugh. It, I, I, maybe when they add more stuff, we'll 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 change our tune. But I love that mod so much. I'll have to give it a shot. You you will. It's silly. You'll you'll like it. it. It's good for a little. Mostly mods take themselves very seriously, so it's nice to play something that doesn't. Well, actually, Age of Shiv doesn't take yourself too seriously so you know about that 
Um, you should have seen last week. We had uh, who was on the complimenting age of Shiv? They said it was the most. Oh, it was you, Dave, saying it was the most bloody thing ever. Yeah, I listened. It was. I mean, like the blood spurts out of your neck when you get decapitated. It's just excessive, and I love it. <laughs> we we have we have a very very firm belief belief on podcast seventeen that the better the Gibbs in a game, the better the game. So that's just proof right there. Um, so I guess we'll move to uh, for the mouth of valve then. Um, there's another uh, uh, interview with Robin Walker, but this time it's about TF2. Um, there's a new recording feature. So if you're a TF2 fan, check that out. I'm not sure. This is actually a German site, but it's in English. Don't ask why. But uh, um, yeah, this is supposed to be. Uh, just, just something to hold them up until they can uh, get some new information out on the uh, on the new TF2 updates, which should be... I don't know, we haven't heard anything about them, have we? So it's a recording software, is that what you said? Well, not. it's not a... Is it a software or is it just a feature they're implementing? Well, is it like H, HLTV or something like that? Yeah, I think it's going to be something like that. It, should, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. I mean, this, if anything, this is only going to pertain to the professional players, I guess, if there is a TF2 professional, but can't see why. Um, any, any, have you guys still been playing TF2? Off and on. I just can't pick it up again. If Whenever I want to play TF, I just I play Team Fortress forever. I don't know why. Meh. What? Fortress Forever is amazing. You, you really don't like Fortress Forever. I didn't say I didn't like it. I said I prefer the original over the uh, um, TF2 over that. To be honest, it just clicks a lot more. To be honest, in my opinion, I'm just anyway. whole, I'm just burned out on the whole Team Fortress in general. Really? Mm. I th- There's I Team think, Fortress think... for everything nowadays. There's even a Team Fortress for AVP two. So. That's true. And now they have that uh, that have online, so now the Koreans can have it too. It's exactly, <laughs> with like anime chicks or whatever. We we hate on have online, but you know you're going to try it out. You know it. I'm not going to. No, I have no I interest in it. Bothered, to be honest. But if I was gonna play that, then why not just play TF2? Well, there's no anime cat girls in TF2, so that's where that's its downfall. Do you really need anime cat girls? Yes. Yeah. I don't think I don't think, I don't think that's Thanks. its strength really. Every other forum post needs animated cat girls. It seems like. I, I, I can think of ten things that could be better there's, than anime cat girls. There's always if okay if you didn't want to wait for have online then you can just play with some open arena that's got anime cat girls. Uh, <laughs> oh, imagine, really? if the, imagine if national rugby leagues used cat girls instead. Would that be better? See, my logic is invaluable. Moving on, Leopard Ed Two at Comic Con. Uh, this I, I would I would ironically say that let's you know let's not cover this, but William's not here to tell me no, so I guess we'll have to cover it. Um, Valve brings Left 4 Dead 2 to the uh, to a Comic Con. Uh, reveals Swamp Fever. I just can't be bothered with this anymore. I really just do not care. Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2 is going to come out in less than what six months, so. Whatever, just wait it out, and you're all gonna buy it too. So, it's like I'm, not, choice. I'm not. I'm not. I'm sure. taking a stand. I'm not. You're you're, it. you're gonna you're for us so that you're you're gonna be the voice of reason for us. 
Well, I'm not. I I just okay. I I don't have any interest in buying like the sequel to a game that's. I don't know. I truthfully, I didn't feel like I enjoyed all that much. So. I think I paid more like actual dollars for it than minutes I enjoyed of the game. It just got that boring that fast for me. Yeah, it was it was pretty short lived for me. I mean, there's there's gonna be a ton of haters for those type of comments out there, but I don't know. I. I almost think, you know, Valve, they're going, they're going the way of, you know, designing their games to be more mass market, and that's just, you know, just for money and, and kind of whatever, appealing to a wider audience, which is cool. No, they're doing it for but, the lulls. They're not doing it for money. They're doing it because they're like, hey, people will hate us if we do this, and let's totally fucking do it. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> they're not. They're not saying people are gonna totally fucking hate us. They're just doing it because you know they're moving on and just you know trying to appeal to to more people and, and kind of uh, build their brand. Actually, I think I think what they they first said was that they want they they're doing it because they want to do it because they have ideas to do it and that sort of stuff. So, I mean, if you look at it from that perspective, if they want to do it, they by all means do it. Yeah, uh, but you know. I just, because um, you just brought this up, and a friend of mine brought it up. I, I said, hey, Left 4 Dead? And his response was, Emmanuel, listen, I've killed 80,000 million zombies in the past six months. The last thing I want to do is what? go kill the same zombies over and over Exactly, and over exactly that many zombies. Like 80,000 million. Yeah, that's, what, 80 billion? Or no, 8 billion, something like that? Anyways, the point is, he's right. The they're gonna have to change something fundamental in the gameplay for people like us who are kind of bored of just shooting zombies over and over. And over. Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think you know if they didn't want to change. I mean, that's exactly what they're not doing. I mean, they're changing up the environment, and now you'll be smashing a lot more zombies and shooting them with all the melee weapons they're including with Left 4 Dead 2. But plenty of people who will uh, either have not played the first one or just kind of want to get in on the the. The greatness that is L4D, and, and you know, we'll we'll spend the money on the second one, and they're still gonna have a lot of fans for it. But you know, I think as more and more people play these games, they're gonna want more from like their zombie games or whatever. Because mm. I mean, Left 4 Dead is pretty easy. I think that's the main my main problem with it is like you know, it's pretty easy. Dude, I remember like when it, the demo like the coordinated came out. For, yeah, when when, de- when the demo first came out, it was, was a little bit challenging. But now, ass. you know, if you played enough, you can pretty much master it, right? So. Hey, do you remember when we played when the demo first came out, Ryan? And um, hard was actually hard, but then when the game came out, it was just like yeah, they, they suddenly it turned it down like a lot. Yeah. yeah. That, I, I thought it was, was a lot good. more fun when you could, you know, it was a lot harder to make it through around. Mm-hmm. And when I actually found out that exploit where you can actually spawn in uh, zombie hordes at the press of a key. <sighs> and I was playing with you guys and I was pretending I was scared. Oh no, here's another zombie horde. I just I actually spamming have a video zombie of, hordes. Of, uh, <laughs> Everybody actually had a better time playing that way. Yeah. So, I actually so, have yeah. a video of Ryan uh, spawning a tank right at the very beginning before we even opened the door <laughs> to the safe house. That went well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, eventually it died because we shot it through the door, but that's besides the point. <laughs> we made but it out the, to be real, so... See, mm-hmm. Battlefield 2 suffered the same problem. We got the Battlefield 2 demo a few years back and played it an entire weekend. I remember my girlfriend at the time almost broke up with me because I didn't call her for three days, but um, we, we, had, we, we had such a good time with the demo, and then the game came out, and it was just 
Wah, wah, wah. It was just not good at all. We just and then Project like Reality came out. Well, I can't get Project Reality to run. I, I apparently EA games require a, you have to purchase a feature for your game to work two or three years later. So <laughs> I, I don't I don't get that, but you know I'm not a marketer, so it's called yeah. buying the game. Yeah, <laughs> stop pirating, Emmanuel. No, I didn't pirate. I swear. And actually, this is one of the few games I have bought, and it is it just doesn't work. And so mm-hmm. it's it's not very you know reassuring to go and buy more more stuff from EA. So that really pisses me off. I don't know why companies do that. I have Splinter Cell Double Agent. That doesn't work either for some reason. Can't be bothered to find out why, but it just bothers me so much. That's why that's why I like Steam. Usually stuff just works right out of the box. Um, except that wasn't of course, the case when it first came out. Huh? Yeah. Well, Stuff no. The, <laughs> you have to admit, when Steam came out, that was. Trust me, I, I have a Steam ID of 3,000. I, I was sitting there refreshing CS Nation over and over and over and over trying to find out when it was open four or five years back. Those are the old days. That's back when mm-hmm. Steam didn't have all these nice features. Like the ability to it work. Sucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. It sucked. But but there was a trade-off because it did have chess and checkers. I don't remember that. Yeah, you could when you were dead in Counter Strike, you could play chess or checkers with someone. Dude, nice. I don't know why they got rid of that. Actually, that was a cool feature. But you know, eventually they're gonna take over Facebook and rule the world. So until then, I guess we'll just put up with uh, Steam as it's implemented. So. Um, Am I missing anything? Are we are we missing any other news-esque updates besides media blitz, of course? No. Okay, I think we'll move on to the uh, to the release list. Uh, did any of you fine gentlemen get a chance to play any of the releases this week? No, they're all Planet Philip links, man. Mm. It's all Planet Philip. <laughs> I'm just I'm just joking. I just never I don't have a chance to visit Planet Philip, so I don't download any of those maps yeah, yeah. Well, well working on MondDB normally means uh, we see all the shit that comes into MondDB but anything else it's kind of like oh really that came out mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well um, I guess then we'll start oh, I'll just blow through this pretty quickly I think we're gonna just because most of it's single player stuff anyway so there's nothing to really elaborate on um, first we have um, mission and probable Yep, they they did that. Um, it's it's pretty good. It's actually very pretty, and uh, I've noticed this now. A lot of mods that are coming out for Half Life Two that are us- utilizing the Episode Two um, uh, engine are looking really good. I don't know if, if what it is, but you know some of these mods look better than Half Life Two did. So it's probably because they've had quite a long time to you know release all the. Uh the development tools and you know the tutorials and stuff. So yeah, yeah, just it, it it's it, it's looking pretty good. And actually, I played F Half Life Two this week and I finished it. Half Life Two did not look very good at all in, in, in retrospect compared to You're how it looks you, now. You just finished Half Life Two this week? <clears throat> no, no, I, I play it like once every two years, so I played it again. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, it yeah it does not look very good in comparison to other games. Pretty sad. Um, this one has a cool name. It's called uh, 
Um, the Mansion for G-Man's Residence, Half-Life 2, Episode 2. Um, it has to do with G-Man. So, if you like G-Man, go play that. It's fun. Put your mouth on it. It's delicious. See, I look at some of the screenshots for some of these. Like, I'm looking at uh, Phantom of Mars, Half-Life right now. It's like, I don't know. I don't know if it's just bad choice of screenshots or what, but like, see a lot of corridors, and it, it's not stuff that really jumps out to me and excites me, you know. No, this. Not one... everyone has an eye for taking screenshots like <laughs> some of us do. But, well, uh... no. He, to be fair, the this G-Man one, the mapper does look a bit amateurish, so yeah. just be forewarned. What have uh, what is Philip said about these maps. I mean, he's obviously played them, right? Yeah, but he... Philip's easy to please. He really likes single-player mods, as you can tell. And, <laughs> hey, uh, the guy didn't oh. like Curse, so... <clears throat> I didn't like Curse either, so... <laughs> you really liked Curse. Well, what, what, was it, you know, entertain me. What, why did you like Curse? I, I can't believe you did, actually. Because it was different and unique. <laughs> yes, Yes, With Half-Life 2, I'm getting sick of seeing that goddamn shotgun. I know I've said that before, <laughs> but... Pauk. Pauk. Well, uh. the... the uh, Curse is, is pretty... It's pretty... I mean, okay. It, it is different, but there are plenty of things that are different. Um, I well, I mean, I, I tend to look at it this way, and I mean, you should view everything that's done, you know, within the modding community this way. It's... It's... I mean, the ball came out when it when it first came out. It's a U three U E three mod, but when it first came out, it was pretty simplistic. But uh, you know, now they're up to like their fourth episode, and they're kind of developing uh, alongside. Oh, but the, the uh, thing with the Unreal ball, though, Ryan, you could tell straight away that it was going to be good. Like you could just tell that they were focusing on the proper things, the proper aspects. Well, let, let me finish here. Let me finish here. They've actually built on onto it and you know implementing as they implement new things they don't just put that in the new chapter but they they kind of revise all the older chapters as well and, mm. and and so with curse i mean he I, I don't know what his plans are but i mean he's called it curse episodes so obviously there's gonna be future installments and i'm hoping it develops the same way so i mean part of my excitement is is in in hoping that you know in the episodic structure is going to pan out the same way but for a first episode that's it's really solid I, I i curse curse is a good baseline all right it is it's beautiful it's unique it's well done it's just you know it's it's got all of its bases covered but but i just am bored by it there's i the puzzles are not really puzzles the the gameplay is just moving your mouse it's just shaking your mouse which you know my niece can do and it's just very, it's very interesting. Yeah, now, but then you, you just finished talking about like Left for Dead and TF2, which are like kind of like shooters that have been handed yeah, to but, the lowest common denominator. I'm sure your niece could play those as well. <laughs> but yeah, but but keep in mind, keep in mind, the whole lure of, of Left for Dead is that you're you're killing you know hordes and hordes and hordes of zombies, whereas in this, you know, you're killing like six or seven things that are just kind of like crawling at you. And, you know, it, Actually, it, it, I'd say that it's more to the side of puzzle-based exploration. Yeah. But, uh, you know... I, I wouldn't think combat is the focus, I mean... No, it's just, it's just like, it's there to, like, break apart the exploration, you know? Well, like, if you're into a room where there's zombies, you're obviously going in the right direction. 
you know, I, because there's zombies there that you haven't killed yet. Yeah. Well, that's I, what I. I, I don't want to slag it off too much because it does have the the opportunity to be very good if they do continue developing it. But you know, with that said, did you did you play the final build, Emmanuel? Yes. Actually, I didn't play the beta. Did so. Oh, okay. So did you did you like play it all the way through? Yeah. Okay. I forced myself into the call because you guys wouldn't invite me. <laughs> yes, William. <laughs> William's here. He uh he would like to share something with us because I messaged you guys and you wouldn't add me. I wanted to talk about Mission Improbable in the Mansion Four and Desert Countdown. Okay. But before before we do that, I just want to say that the reason the curse is so good and the reason Gabber is probably you know a connoisseur or a, a pioneer of modding is because he's really thinking outside the box. He's really thinking about how to use maps in a different way than just running linear, linearly, linearly through them. Because once you get to the end, you can unlock nightmare mode. I say that time and time again. Once you unlock nightmare mode, it opens up you know, complexities into the map, and, and you can't experience the full mod without unlocking You know what it also mode. does, William? It also unlocks big fuck-off snakes. Yeah, mm -hmm. which are pretty badass. But, uh, yeah. but going backtracking a little bit, Mission Improbable, because I want to give these, these maps sort of their, their due. And uh, the beauty is with Mission Impossible, it is one map, one single map. And this is a perfect example of optimization. Um, if you are a mapper out there or a developer out there, take a look at this and take a look at how they do the brushwork and how they, uh, how they compile their skyboxes in with this map. Because if you look at, his, at the panoramic image on planetfilp.com, the map is literally that big. It is huge. It'll take you about an hour and a half to beat. And like I said, there's one single map. Every single one of those images you see there are from one map, um, which is the beauty of this whole thing. It's very mission-based, which is interesting. They have custom sounds. Um, and there's a real, real big uh, storyline just within that single map. It deserves every little bit of the Hall of Fame that Philip gave it on Planet Philip. Um, next is the Mansion 4, and that's G-Man's residence. And this map is interesting because um, it starts off really good. And the, there's, there's basically three maps in this pack. The second, the second map is probably the best. It adds some like horror um, atmosphere to this mansion. And you sort of have to use your puzzle skills to find keys and find different objects. Um, the mapper is using a lot of different entities that you don't see a lot in other maps. So if you like the horror environment and if you like sort of freaking yourself out, this, this map is generally scary. But don't get excited when the third map starts because it's, it's only downhill from there. And then Deserted Countdown is, uh, is an interesting like rocket silo map where um, you have to think it's either you have to start a rocket or stop a rocket. I can't remember. I played it too early this week. Um, it wasn't as good as the first two, but it still deserves to mention. It's the brushwork is really nice, and uh, the gameplay was quite fun. It's it's just sad that it gets buried in between um, the two that I've already spoken about. But I haven't played the other maps, so I'm gonna leave the call now. <laughs> is that it? That's all you have to contribute. <laughs> well, that's what I wanted to say. That's what I wanted to talk about. You you, you didn't play Mansion Two or Phantom of Mars. No, I didn't play those. Nick added those. <sighs> well. <sighs> Pardon me, I'm sorry. Um, Philip gave it a maybe, so. And keep in mind, Philip is the easiest man to please in the world. So if he gave it a maybe, then it must be crap. It's true. You know what? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sort of questioning Philip. He's giving a lot of good scores on a lot of maps now. So. <laughs> I, I, I think that maybe he's it's just because so... 
Maybe it's because the pool of single player stuff is shrinking, so he's he's finding it harder to uh, to find stuff that impresses <laughs> him. So he's lowering his standards a bit. No, I I think he's just genuinely like so... when your favorite book dies. No, he. I think he's just excited by mods. He just gets so excited when he plays these video games that he just loses it and can't help but give it good marks. That's true. Okay, I'm gonna leave the chat now. Okay, bye. Okay, see you later. Have fun. Are you sure you? Why can't you stay? Well, it's it's really laggy. I can barely hear you guys. That's why. Oh well. Okay. I'm telling you. Just come back in once you once you uh, <laughs> you know you do another bad job of describing something manual <laughs> can, can, can i just say did you did you is are you on your phone right now yeah i'm tethering through my iphone right now that's that's amazing okay bye well okay. see you later bye hi yeah well let's let's try and get this over with uh we have the mansion 2 for half-life 2 it looks all right looks a bit amateurish in some of the modeling and texturing and <laughs> etc so <laughs> you know when you brush over things like this they almost always end up in the apology section next week. Yeah, but I that's... Just, <laughs> it's just like, oh, you know, you, the, this uh, looks like this and not very good. Well, uh, the then thing next is week we... you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Apparently this is the greatest map ever. And uh, yeah, people from the forum told me so. Hey, well, it's a lot... Excuse me. It's a lot easier to, to apologize for the two mods that complain instead of actually doing the research for you know, six or seven months, so that's how I see it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, no, it's, this one looks pretty, it's pretty regular. Usually we play this stuff, but we've had so many, as you can tell, technical difficulties these past week, so. Um, it wasn't until, like, two weeks ago that I even had a computer to play these things on, so. Well, actually, you guys, did, did you know that you were on the podcast? No. Uh, no, I didn't. I mean, okay, I mentioned then. something to William, and then he's like, yeah, you should come on. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, I got work to do. And I, it was just, you guys are lucky that I was up doing work this morning. And otherwise, sure. I was, actually, I was about to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. You, you, got, you guys are pretty busy over there, ModDB, huh? Yes. Writing Neo Tokyo reviews? Hmm? No. No, I'm I'm pretty much done my Neo Tokyo coverage, but really? I mean we can talk about that later if you want to. Okay. Uh, Phantom of Mars. This one looks pretty, uh, pretty normal too. Um, actually, um, dear Philip gave it a pretty good review. Um, it looks hey, like um, it... Emmanuel. Just just a question. Why are you even bringing these mods up if you have nothing to say them about them? Because this is kind of like a placeholder. It's to let people know of mods that have been released. So that way you know, we tried that. We tried them. that on Modcast, on the Modcast. We worked out that it didn't work very well. It was uh, not a very entertaining segment of the show. Because if you don't know anything about it, you're better off not saying anything because you're only going to say wrong things about it. Yeah, but that's... But see, <laughs> this is normal. okay because... <laughs> This is this is what I do. I, I I say things I know nothing about, so I can get away with it. But William actually has to play these things, so that's just how it is. Not that it's well, good. You bastard. Well, to be fair, I want to play these. It's just we've we've just you know we so computer parts have been flying through the air. Things have been blowing up. It's just we haven't had the chance. Not all of us. Not all of us get paid for our work, <clears throat> Mr. Uh, Dave. So we have to. You know, 
figure it out. And that's what we do. But I promise from now from next week I'm gonna I'm gonna start trying to put these under my belt before I start commenting on them. Not that I'm gonna comment on on them now. Anyways, I'm the multiplayer <laughs> guy. I focus on multiplayer stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um I think that's it then. So we can get to the bulk of this uh this week's episode, which is after oh man, we have to do updates, don't we? Well, First update. You sound so disappointed. He's like, Kevin, we gotta do this. It's just, it's just so tedious. If if you're playing a mod, then you know the updates are out. You don't need us to tell you. Yeah, but what about <laughs> if you're not playing them? Then you could be playing them if you don't know the updates. Yeah, but then you'll see it in the media blitz or in the releases. Okay, well, uh, just run through them really quickly so everyone knows. Okay, Age of Shiv, Eternal Silence, New Tokyo. Okay, next. <laughs> um, wow. Should, should, should we actually go into detail or? You also forgot one too. Did I? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh man! Before you know it, William's gonna come back on this call. He's gonna have to. This is this is gonna go down in history as the second worst podcast after the Emmanuel and Thomas one. But I'm okay with that. We, that that's kind of par for the course here at Podcast 17. As long as it's not the worst, right? No, as long as it's not the worst, which it never is, you know, because we don't have uh, Philip on anymore, so it can never happen. Oh, um, actually, I shouldn't say that because he, Philip, weekly critiques me on the podcast, and without him, I would still be making jokes about cat fellatio. So I have to think. <laughs> but um, let's let's talk about updates. Age of Shiv. Why don't we have our close friend here, Steve, explain the update. Then, so that way, you know, someone who knows uh, what's actually going on can explain Wake it. up, Steve. <laughs> uh, well, the update here just says the Steam stats, and that's uh, we're the first mod, not the first uh, non-Valve game, as was originally claimed. Someone pointed mm-hmm. that out on ModDB, and that was my, my bad there. Um, yep. But basically, this is just letting you guys know that the stats are, are available to you, and you can go on in your, it's in the, built into the Steam community. And you can see, like, your kills, your deaths, kill-death ratio, and how you perform with each class. So it's it, basically like a review of how you play the game and what you could maybe improve. And guess what this guy, Steve, <laughs> yeah. happened to come up to me on Steam Friends and just tell me about when he released this update. He goes, hey, Dave, how you going? I realize that you've died 75 times with only getting 17 kills in uh, Age of Chivalry. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. About that. <laughs> I think you actually yeah, he actually got tried a little to, more offended tried, than I was expecting. He tried to do the same thing to me, but then he's like, oh, you haven't played since the update. Exactly. Now I can keep tabs on everyone. <laughs> it's beautiful. The best thing about this, the best thing about this, the stats, on our forums we have people uh, always talking about balance, right? We can now mm-hmm. go in and, and look at their uh, stats to see, like, if they only play one class, then we don't even have to take them seriously. Like, it's just... Uh, <laughs> Nice. Stat, there's actually a lot of stats that it tracks, which is kind of crazy. A lot does of information. It, does it do that crazy thing where it tells you exactly where on each map you die the most? Like, is it that crazy? The heat maps and stuff? Yeah. Uh, there's no, there's no specific map stats yet, but that's something that uh, one of the additions we're going to keep making to the stats is. That'll be excellent, because then I can see, like, how many times I've died in that one goddamn choke point. <laughs> <laughs> and on top of that, it would actually allow the developers to, you know, kind of get a little feel for uh, maybe if the maps are 
um, unbalanced towards which team or, and so forth. Hmm. Feedback that way. It's unbiased feedback as opposed to someone actually who writes something because they lost one time. You know what I mean? That's the beauty of statistics. I wonder how effective that would be, though, because, I mean, since the player base of mods is a lot smaller than, like, something like TF2, it's not like, it's not totally random where people die, or it's not like, you know, there's not a big enough sample to take that data from. I don't know. That's just me thinking out loud. <laughs> well, I've got some questions about that, actually, but I'll wait until the interview before I ask. Uh, of course, we have uh, Eternal Silence, which I have to say is starting to look much better in its older age. Really. And truly. It's like a fine wine. Absolutely. I think Except. it's, you know, really, I think it's just a, a, a PR point of view. Um, like, those screenshots that were taken by a fan look a lot better than, like, the official screenshots that were taken by the developers. It's almost you like there's why? proper screenshots. You, you, you know why? I, I, it kind of, like, feels like if you try to take screenshots, they don't come out as good as when you just go, oh, taking a screenshot. Like... Personally, that's what I think anyway. But it's just in the action, yeah. Like in in the heat of battle, the screenshots are always better, rather than like, okay, you go over there and blow up, and I'll take a screenshot. But you know, I uh, I I have a I just bind uh, my screenshot key to mouse three, and I just spam it when I'm playing. <laughs> And sure. then you realize you put it to your desktop and your desktop fills up and when you try to delete like the 600,000 screenshots you've got on there, it takes you about all day. Yeah. So what, why is my 18 terabyte hard drive full? Where's all this information coming from? That's just, I don't get it. Um, so, uh, yeah, Eternal Silence, I had a lot of fun with that when I played it. Never had time to play it again, but definitely would like to play it, uh, especially since they've released a lot of updates. So, yep, Eternal Silence update. Check it out if that's your thing. It's just balance, really, so it's no new, no real new features. Um, then we have the Neo Tokyo server patch, which is kind of important, but not really. If you're develop, if you're a uh, server um, host, then go ahead and download it. If not, don't worry about it. Just know that it's more stable now when you're playing it. Isn't that nice? What does it actually fix? Um, there's a lot of crashes. They they've they did a lot of work trying to make. Um, Neo Tokyo as stable as possible, but you know, with the, when you only have 30 or something odd playtesters, you really can't ca um, catch all of it. So I'm sure they catch it, catched a bunch of weird stuff. They're also saying exploits, but I didn't know about any exploits. Uh, well, there's like people going around crashing servers with like Archon commands. They just cool. spam a whole bunch of commands, and then they would crash a server. Or if it was a really good server, it would just like slow it down and seriously lag everyone out. So they. <sighs> fix who does that? I hate trolls. There's, you know, they're just trolls that go around and hate. maybe... <laughs> just, you know, maybe they're a fan of a different mod or maybe they're just idiots that, you know, hey, this is a new thing at the moment and we don't want to play it. We don't want to bother getting good at it, so we'll just crash all the servers. It's it's probably... Uh, they're probably Australian. It's that convict blood and I'm just riling them up. Probably. You um, motherfucker. <laughs> we, we have. Uh, listen, My you know I love the ancestors will will cut you good, Emmanuel. That's you know, you know I, lo I love you, Kiwis. I do. I'm not a Kiwi. I'm an Aussie. Get it right. Yeah, I know, but you're Kiwi. They're all the same. Moving on, 
Um, and well, I guess we just lost our Australian audience, so now we're only down to Canadians and Americans, which is not bad, but we'll work on that. Um, numerous tweaks and fixes to um, in, uh, ins insurgents underscore carom for insurgency. Uh, it's just uh, they're also adding uh, ESL, which is the Electronic Sports League support for insurgency as well. So I guess league play is going to be a bigger factor. Um, but I, that's about it for the updates. I, I'm actually looking forward to playing Insurgency again. That's always been a favorite mod of mine. And it has a really cool aiming system where it doesn't have a crosshair and the gun kind of moves. And you can so you mean it's got the, um, I forget what it's the called. zero point. Is it called zero point? Is it? Where, I love dead it. Zone. It's called dead zone, that's it. It's called a mouse dead zone where like you can set um, a certain amount of time, uh, screen resolution or a certain amount of uh, pixels in which you can move the mouse around without actually moving the screen. So it gets that effect where you can kind of like move your gun around without moving your arm. I love that. I love that feature. Yeah, dead zone. It's pretty good. S-Mod for Half-Life 2 adds that as well, and that, that alone makes the game... Uh, and the other one is um, Resistance and Liberation. They do it as well. Yes, yes. And they have no HUD either, so it's, it's really cool. It's pretty immersive. Um, I have to say, I, I hate HUDs. I wish, I think mod developers should start branching out and either not including HUDs or developing ways of telling the player through a non-HUD interface how they're doing, i.e., you know, like a counter on the gun telling them how many bullets they have in real time or um, just some general way of letting them know that their health is low by the screen turning red or something. That by checking, cool. by sticking your fingers into the open wounds and seeing how deep they are. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> Maybe games will be that immersive in 10 or 20 years. Maybe. They'll actually give you wounds. <laughs> like, so you can just like <laughs> look down at your actual self and see like your guts hanging out and go, I think I need a med pack. <laughs> it's funny how a med pack can cure that. It's the one thing I've learned Dude, from video games. med packs can cure anything. Oh my sweet... Did you see this media blitz list? There's like 50 things here. <laughs> I love how you're just looking at it for the first time. Because oh, I was looking at the wrong one. I thought I thought the media blitz was like three items long, but I was looking at the wrong one. Oh my! Do we have to go over this? Cool babies. <laughs> okay, let's do it quick. <clears throat> Kingdoms collide. Alpha testing moments. That's uh, just probably a video. Yeah, it's a video. So go check that out if you like. Oh, oh man! I remember. Have you actually checked out this video? video? Have you actually checked out this mod? This mod looks amazing, man. Dude, is I it out yet? Came out on ModDB and like made a profile. As soon as it came out, I looked at it and I authorized it straight away and went, "Fucking check out this profile because it is awesome." And is this the one where his parents were like, "My parents reckon this is the best goddamn mod in the whole planet." That made <laughs> me laugh. I wonder if he still has that actually. Really? On his profile. His profile, like a uh, a quote. Like or a little. It's like a little statement. Like, man, the guy needs to buy fraps though. Honestly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess. I, well, it's I don't just know some tester that actually video. recorded the video, so. No, I, can't I, I, don't, developers. I, don't, I don't know if this particular video is any good, but look for the video Dave mentioned because that sounds funny. Um. Then we have. Uh, Next, we have... Z is no, it wasn't a video, Zygix? it was a uh, image, just like on his profile. Like, the way he developed the 
profile on ModDB was to include like that little footer that said, my parents reckon this is the best mod ever. <laughs> so, yeah. Speaking of the best mod ever, do you know of Balto mod? No. Search ModDB for Balto mod. That's my new favorite mod. It's a mod about Balto. Oh, guns. God. I think that it's, one's it's, deleted already. No, it's it's it's, it's no. about the best thing ever, I think. <laughs> Jesus. I'm looking forward to its release. Um, yeah, Nick said they need to do more PR, and he's totally right. I've not heard about Kingdoms Collide ever before, so that would be nice. I would be nice to learn about Well, it's not even like... The thing is, you're kind of like, you're wasting your Steam, PR Steam, if you start fucking telling people about it when it's not even anywhere near ring being released, you know what I mean? Shows so. how attentive Emmanuel is. Nick goes, we've talked about it twice in the past, Emmanuel. <laughs> I, I do the podcast for two things, getting betas into Neo Tokyo and uh, patronizing mod teams that I don't like. No, That's dude, it. you do it for the chicks and the lols. I know you. <laughs> Nick, may I? You can edit this out. No, I can't say it. <laughs> well, I'll ask Williams permission next. Was it going to be word cat fellatio? Jesus Christ! No, this, uh, I can't. Well, uh, actually, you can something edit it about out. a race of people, maybe. Oh. Huh? <laughs> what, what was that, Dave? Something about a race of people, maybe. No, this one's actually no. It's not racist. I'm not racist. What makes you think I'm racist? I'm Greek. I I have to deal with racism every waking moment of my life. Why would I be racist? <laughs> Uh. Anyway, go uh, on. You don't know what it's like. You're you're Australian. You live in a comfy world full of kangaroos and and wallops. Wallops? How, what do you call them? <laughs> Wallabies. I, I don't know anything about Australia. I'm just saying that. So you have to forgive me. You're um, killing it. You're killing the show. Come on. <laughs> I am. Well, it's it's either this or we can talk about Zeitgeist, which I don't know. I I don't know which one I care about less. Oh wow! Have you have you not looked at Zeitgeist? I don't. I'm. Mm, I'm just not interested. Okay, you know it's it's a real crime when when we're going over these media blitzes and you haven't looked them over yet. So far, you've spent more time talking about, um, you know, Wallabies and Mansion <laughs> Two, like, and and just all this other stuff. When when this media deserves to be looked at and it looks really good. It, it does, and that's why we encourage a. a a competing podcast to come do this. So that, we, that way we can just stop talking about Half-Life in completely and we can just make a podcast about ourselves. That's the ultimate goal of Podcast 17. I don't know if you know that. But, yeah, so uh, Zeitgeist Media Update, check it out. Uh, Piran News. Ha, 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 ha. That's funny. Um, do you know anything about Piranha? Or Piran News? Not at all. No. No? Neither do I. Um, it's, it looks like, uh, it looks pretty interesting, uh, check it out. It's, just, <laughs> it's actually, um, it's not Piranha, <laughs> oh, it's, if you click on the link, it's Mario Kart Source, the Half-Life 2 mod. Well then why, <laughs> it's, you have to understand, I can't, I can't open links right now because my, my computer's running the, uh, live stream and it's not, like, it's just not working at all, so, I'm oh, just, I'm just kind of going off the top of my head. Okay. So yeah, it's just a play on words. <laughs> Piranha. Ha ha. ha ha ha. Well then, what, what, you, one of you need to take over the media blitz because I can't open any of these links. Okay, so Piranha News basically it's a media update for 
Mario Kart Source uh, screenshots of new map Luigi Raceway as well as like some of the pickups and stuff. I, I really don't get why they're trying to make Mario Kart for Half Life Two when uh, it's not well known for its vehicle kart physics. racer. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they could have just made some other generic kart racer and then made their own characters and been totally gone the creative route there. But they uh, could have even they... done like Half Life. Like racing, like put everyone's heads like as big bobble heads and put them in small little carts and stuff. Well, I mean, or do something that's a little bit more creative instead of stealing mm. another IP. Uh, I mean, this is a perfect time to bash right now, Emmanuel, if you want to join in. No, 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 no. Listen, Half-Life Rally was destined for success. Any mod that does... I'm talking actually... about Half-Life Rally, just saying so huh? Yeah, we're not talking about Half-Life Rally. Half-Life Rally was actually original. It's not... <laughs> it was the best mod ever made. You know, we we not we slag off um, Source for its vehicle code, but look at Diprip. That is really good. Yeah. It's not that great. Oh, I, it I'm, is. That's not my point, it is though. It's, that's not my point, is that they're ripping off Mario Kart. Why Why not, you know, just create another... Create, create your, no, your own IP for a kart racer. I guess. I rip off Mario Kart. I guess, I guess what we're trying to say is if you want to play Mario Kart, play Mario Kart. Exactly. It's not okay, like this. Okay, so up, up next we got City 17 Episode 1, and uh, they've got some map updates as well as weapon updates, some new this particle This has actually been pretty popular on ModDB. Like, a lot of people have really liked this release of just the media concepts and stuff. Like, just the little things that they've done, like, you know, the effects from the uh, muzzle flashes and stuff like that. You know, just the, the little tiny things that they've done to this mod to uh, bump it up that extra notch in the belt, I guess. I had to throw something like that in there, didn't I? Um, but, yeah, a lot of people really like this, and uh, I can see why it's a, definitely a very pretty thing to do with the Half-Life 2 engine. Just something simple, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, up next we have the Orion mod, which is uh, a mod that has a T-Rex in it, apparently. And it looks like, it looks pretty amazing, the screenshots, but uh, I don't know, it, it almost looks like I've seen them somewhere else before. A T-Rex? Oh, shit. Well, not, not, not the T-Rex specific, <laughs> but like some of the environments <laughs> and stuff look like Something from mm, Nuclear Dawn, maybe. I'm not. I'm not. You know, making any allegations, but they just something about them rings. You know, familiar to me. A dinosaur walking. Like maybe they're assets part of another mod uh, before, and and now they're just kind of wrapping them into this new mod. Maybe. Uh, you know, anybody out there can tell me if I'm wrong, but uh, that's what it looks like to me. But nonetheless, it's got a T-Rex in it. It's got some cool guns, uh, cool skyboxes. Check it out. Can you go inside the T-Rex? Um, whoa, 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 whoa. First, but Orion is... We, we constantly talk about this mod, and we never knew about it until recently. This looks. This is a good-looking mod. It is. You, you can't deny that. No, no, it is a good-looking mod, yeah. And it's supposed to be Halo-esque, and everything we've seen from them has been brilliant. And I'm looking forward to this. This is, I, I don't, I don't mind seeing this, this kind of, this kind of content coming from them. And I wonder, I wonder if they have, you know, people specifically uh, 
who whose jobs are to make sure that the quality of or wh whose job is it to make sure that everything fits together art wise like who whose job is that in a team the art director the art director for this mod is doing a really good job because everything seems like it fits nothing seems like it's just plastered in i really like it um, oh, no, it's probably you got guns, like and you got like fairy. space marines and dinosaurs. Yeah. Hey, Ryan, do we need what? to really bring up jailbreak souls? Honestly, do we really need to bring up jailbreak souls? That, that all fits together in its own unique way. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with jailbreak source? Well, he just said space so marines. They got them bots and dino bots and stuff. So dino Anyways, bots. Let's, let's <laughs> it, move it's... on. The Citizen Two, which is a Planet Half-Life uh, single-player map, I'm guessing, and uh, I guess that's released, or I, I don't know. It's I'm looking at the link right now. Oh, it's a pre-release, okay. So it's what does like that mean? It's a pre-release media thing. Ah, uh, okay. So um, each shots. No, no, no. It, the next one is uh, actually first. Um, yeah, this is just a little... It's just, This is like a teaser. It's got like screenshots and a little trailer, so... Um, just check. It actually looks pretty good, so check it out. Um, the next. How many mods out there actually for Half-Life? Because I need. Uh, like, I'm just interested. How many Half-Life Half mods and have two you? Or just Half-Life Two. Just Half-Life Two. Like, how many of them use like the generic models, but just reskin the clothes? Because now, the, that 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 could be. If you want to get technical, probably hundreds and hundreds of thousands, because there's ones people never finish. But if you want released more than five minutes of gameplay, I would probably say around 50,000, 40,000. Yeah. It's just like Half-Life have created, like, a, I hate to go back to this, but, like, the shotgun, for example, like, there's no mistaking it. That's that's a Half-Life 2 shotgun. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. they're iconic now, and uh, I don't know, it just, it just kind of seems weird that a lot of mod teams trying to get away from like you know the, how the game feels and stuff but a lot of mods for Half-Life don't get away from just using the assets which I find kind of odd yeah. you know but yeah. um, well I, let's move on to uh, modular combat uh, this this is kind of I, I'm not mad at this I'm actually kind of glad they're, they're requiring episode 2 now which I think should be the standard for mods now I think you want to use the latest engine, period. I don't think you should have to settle for a, 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 a worse version of the engine because you don't want to make your players pay 15 bucks. And if you don't have Half-Life 2 Episode 2, what the hell is your problem? Go get it. Stop being cheap. Well, I think it's less... Up, There's you know, so many things you, wrong with if that you could look at If you look at Neo Tokyo and how they're using only the Episode 1, I think, you know... Um, if mod developers are serious, they're only going to take a snapshot of of whatever they're working on and then kind of build off of that instead of constantly, um, you know, keeping up to the current version of the engine. Um, oh, because I mean, that's what a lot of professional developers do. Like if they're working on the Unreal Engine, you know, they're they're taking a snapshot of the tools. So working with the the build that they have, and, and working on that. Um, Till they finish, and that way they're not having to, when a new version comes out, retool their whole game just to, just to keep up with new updates, you know. It just depends. Neo Tokyo looks good, but you can tell it's an older version of the engine, and they don't use HDR, and if you try, it doesn't work, so.
Is that that much of a problem though, Emmanuel? Like honestly, yeah, I don't really. <laughs> you know, uh, to be a hundred percent honest with you, kind of because the episode two engine is so good. Look at Leopard Dead in episode two, and then go look at Half Life Two. It's such a big difference. Well, okay. Look, if you're going into a game to just look at HDR graphics, and you're doing it for the wrong reason. I mean, the only reason I'm pretty sure the only reason that modular combat is moving over to the episode two engine is so that they can use more assets in their game. Yeah, but it just—it's just, it's just like, such a good just version. Just using of the all those those monsters and whatnot in their game, they had problems with it. I, I remember in when they uh, talked about how they built the game, they actually told said how they, and they actually said how they actually went to Episode Two Engine, but then they went back because people didn't own it. But now they're going back again because they want those extra assets, you know. So I guess it's for good reason. So hmm. um, there's there's more news on that, but we'll wait until later to. Well, I just want to say one more thing about like the actual news post and and kind of just what I'm seeing from uh, I think its name's Matthew. Yeah, Matthew Dryden. That's posting all the updates for uh, modular combat. He's actually using the new icons that uh, the Overgrowth team uh, released for true, kind of yeah. like, for the social media networks um, for Steam and Twitter and stuff like that. And and I'm surprised. Well, because you know not a lot of uh, the more hardcore mod teams are doing this but he's actually you know taking the time to create these these social network accounts like on twitter on facebook and stuff like that and paying attention to that that pr side of things which is which i think is impressive because not a lot of mod teams do that so i mean if if you're you're a mod developer or i don't know the the, the pr side of things is is the one thing that you know i think most mod teams are lacking in and uh, i can talk about that more later but I, i'm writing an article on it and whatever but that's just what i get off on so that's kind <laughs> of gross <laughs> i just um, imagine you fapping over like some xtml document or something like that uh it's gross ryan and on that note let's carry on to earth special forces which i refuse to cover i'm kidding no i love i love dragon ball z so we're gonna cover it they have reflective water which looks really good in gold source which i don't know how they did it but they did it so that. It's probably something really simple. Maybe there, there are some really good-looking gold source mods that have all this crazy shader stuff. So I, I'm not even gonna begin to try and guess how. But um, so yeah, if you like Earth Special Forces, which I'm guessing you do, go play it. You know, um, there's, there's been a lot of duplicate mods coming out for ESF nowadays, and I'm pretty sure they do all use the same models from ESF as well, which I find kind of hilarious. Yeah, there's about, you know, that, that rip yeah. them off, so. Mm-hmm. Big time. So. Make it, making models is difficult. Yeah, but they say it's their models. That's And they don't ask for permission and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, one second. Okay. Um, let's carry on to... Uh, um, Half-Life Destruction, um, which is, oh god, really? Do you, do you guys see this? Huh? What? Half-Life Destruction, Are you, do you see this, Media Blitz? Yeah. Really? It's Half-Life 1, what do you expect? But it, it's, uh, anyways, they release a model, so go check it out. 
not going to say anything because I don't feel like making the apology <laughs> section any longer than it needs to be. Some <laughs> some poor mod developer right now that made this is just going off and crying just because of you. No, it, it is okay, not that I mod developer who is behind this, don't listen to a manual. He is a jerk and he likes no boys. Actually, <laughs> they have um, they actually have yeah. HD models and uh, dynamic shadows in this. There you do go. that. You've redeemed yourself now, Emmanuel. Okay, let's move on. Eh, no, anyway, anyways, yeah, they've got some really cool rendering stuff there, too, so go check it out. It's pretty cool. Um, articles, uh, actually, Matthew Dryden, good friend, um, he re he's done a article on how they developed the mod for, for modular combat. It's a pretty good uh, um, article. I'd suggest giving it a read. Uh, Matt is... He's been on the show once or twice. We never actually formally interviewed him. I don't know how that works, but yeah, good guy. Uh, modular combat is something that we like, obviously, like we just said, so check it out. Um, topic of the week is uh, ASCII portal, which is, which is nice. Oh, yeah, this apparently uh, blew up pretty big on... on and basically really? It's just, I must have missed that. Damn. Yeah, it's just this guy who's ma he's really active. He's part of the Bitejacker community, and he's uh, creating Portal and ASCII. So it's Portal without the graphics. It it looks so confusing. I I can't even begin. That kind of reminds me of um. Kind of reminds me of a uh, that Flash. I mean, the Portal game that they made for the DS. I played that. That was pretty interesting. It's just like really simple stuff, but. Yeah. Well, I I've played Portal. I don't feel like playing it again in 2D. I've already played it in 3D. Why would I take away dimension? Because this one looks like a total mindfuck compared to the other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Portal wasn't Portal wasn't that much of a mindfuck. Not that you mention it. But this does look like it'll mess with your brain. So tread lightly if you have up. If you will get epilepsy, don't play it. Um. <laughs> Okay, finally, I think we can get to the interview. If so, Steve's still there, of course. If Steve is yeah, still, still there. <laughs> okay, good. Steve is still there. All right, let's kick this bad boy off and let's get this interview started. Um, I've got a few questions, and I'm not sure if Dave and uh, Stenchy do too, but I'm just going to roll through mine, and then you guys interrupt me and, and throw yours in when you're ready. Um, first of all, like we said earlier, this is uh, Steve otherwise known as Tiberius Bane from um, Age of Chivalry. Uh, Age of Chivalry, as you probably know, is a... Well, actually, you describe it. You go ahead. This is your, this is your time to shine. <laughs> it's a uh, first-person medieval online combat game. That's how we like to describe it. It's, it's uh, incredibly bloody and violent. Yeah, it's, just a, it's basically um, a war game set in the medieval times where... Yeah, extreme gore, and the maps have objectives and everything. It's all about teamwork as well. It's not just a deathmatch. Yeah. Um, did uh, in Age of Shiv? Actually, when you did the interview, was it you who did the interview a while back? Yeah, I've done it both with podcast one time and uh, modcast one time as well. Really? So I, the questions I ask might have already been asked. I'll let you know. <laughs> so yeah, so just let me know if that's the case. But uh, I've actually got a few. Um, first of all, have you ever been approached by any MMO developer out there? Because there are a lot of MMOs that take place in this kind of setting. 
and none of them do the combat as well as you do. Has, have, has anyone approached you and said, we would like to lease you to... I wouldn't say none of them, actually. No, none I... of them are this intricate. Uh, Age of Conan was pretty close. To this? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll refrain from making a comment on Age of Conan. But... There you go. Thank you. <laughs> it's better we stay civil. <laughs> it wasn't um, nearly as bloody, the... though, obviously. But, yeah. Officially, none of them have really approached us in terms of uh, as our mod team, but I know that... Uh, some of our our uh, developers are in contact with other uh, like I, won't, I don't want to name, uh, but uh, on their forums for the MMO, um, and they actually they admitted that they play our game on their lunch breaks for inspiration and stuff like that. So I found that pretty cool. Oh. Constantly there, uh, like Darkfall, Mortal on, Online, these MMOs are being compared to our combat system, and we find that very interesting. That 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 must be really nice to hear that you have game developers playing your mod for inspiration on how they're going to do it. And honestly, if MMOs had this sort of gameplay, had this sort of, um, you know, toe-to-toe -to -toe combat to complement the already existing, you know, RPG system, I think it would be brilliant. But none of them take the time to do it. Um, what is, uh, what is the, what's the most fun in AOC for you? Because most people, they develop their mod, but, you know, there's one particular feature or one particular map or type of gameplay they like. What's your favorite? I don't know if it's just because I do a lot of the balancing, but I just like to prove people wrong. Um, <laughs> if ever, uh, everyone like thinks that a certain class is weak, then uh, I'll basically just try and pick that class and do as best as I can. And I think a big problem with Age of Chivalry is, uh, I don't know, I guess it uh, has a high learning curve, so a lot of the players, um, they don't see the depth there, so they just charge forward using Slash, and uh, I, I make short work of them pretty quickly. I, I don't know. I like my game. I like to win. <laughs> um, what's the uh, actually this is a question a recurring question that we're asking a lot now because we uh, it's, it's actually a question we're very interested in what's the uh, worst and best thing about the source engine for you like the worst thing to code and implement and then the best thing to code and implement or it doesn't even have to be coding it could be modeling or mapping or something like that uh, the best thing hands down I don't know if it's you really count it but it, uh, just the steam support and, and the valve that's been absolutely phenomenal um, that's the biggest plus for us choosing the source engine. And uh, the worst, I don't know, there's not, I guess, uh, optimization and scale. Obviously, if we had a chosen um, maybe Battlefield or something like that, we could have had a, a much larger scale, uh, maybe like six or four players. <laughs> that would have been insane. <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice, but. Wow. The scale is definitely. And you could really have like large scale battles with catapults and stuff. Yeah. Maybe throwing a dragon and drop some rocks on people. Or who knows? No dragons. <sighs> Darn. I mean, that would that would be a really overpowered class if you implemented it though. Just dragons. Breathing fire and stepping on people. Um Do you uh do we, do you guys have any questions before I go go on? Um Well I have no. a question for Stenchy. Sure. Why have you, is it just you've been busy, or I'm just wondering why you haven't managed to play yet, the new release? Just been oh, busy, cool. man. Uh, if, if you guys decided to, you know, uh, get off your duffs and, and participate in the Summer of Mods and Indies, then, you know, I'd, I'd have an excuse to play it. Well, you know what, uh, that idea would came up, I actually want to, if, uh, I don't know if he listens to it, but if Ariel is listening to this, uh, 
this is the English <laughs> developer team calling you out to fight us in uh, Fistful of Frags and our game. Yeah. See, what, what they want to do is set up a, yeah, a developer match between the two teams uh, of Age of Chivalry and Fistful of Frags, and they each you know, play one round in each game and uh, see if they can best the other developers at their own game. Sounds kind of that. interesting. Which I think would be everything. really interesting, yeah. yeah. And we both had releases really recently, so it would show off some of the new content there as well. That's true. Okay. Well, if you if you guys see a question, go ahead and jump in. Um, actually, I have a I have a question about uh, the future of um, of Age of Shiv and what you what you're planning on implementing. Is there anything that we haven't seen yet that is coming up that could be big, or what what kind of gameplay changes or new features are you planning on implementing? Uh, hold on a second, the phone ring. <sighs> okay. Who still has home phones, like landline phones? Um, new features. Everyone who doesn't live in a cave, apparently. Yeah, well, but I'm sorry, cell phones are just so archaic, aren't they? <laughs> Bad timing there, but uh, we have a, a ton of new stuff coming up that's planned, and that's the one thing that I was telling Senshi a couple of days ago, is that some people see Age of Chivalry as a, a game or a mod that's, you know, a lot of it is already there. They feel like how much more could really be added. I think some people get that impression, but the, the development team is just totally on another page. We have a million and one things we still want to do, and we, we believe that we can keep improving it. Um, like, new classes are still coming, new maps, and something really exciting is coming with the maps, and, and making, we're actually going to try and bring, uh, I guess, the storyline to multiplayer, for real, not like uh, before. Interesting. So not just, like, a bunch of maps that kind of go together and kind of go in order if you're on the right servers? Right, like what's going, what's the system that's in place now is that um, if one team wins, then the, the server operator can choose which ne in the next map is based on who won that map. But I mean, really, mm -hmm. the average player just would never even recognize that. But we're yeah. going to actually make it uh, an interactive, dynamic campaign uh, in the future. That's, that's nice to see that you guys are pushing that envelope because, you know, even though a lot of people would not say that story, you know, in multiplayer just kind of doesn't belong or they don't really care. I think subconsciously it does affect a lot of people and they, and they, they do appreciate that story on, on some level. Even if it's just like, you know, little things like, you know, like how the maps are connected in Age of Chivalry right now. I think, you know, a, a lot of that, a lot of people will say that they don't care, but subconsciously there is some effect. Yeah, and it, one of the things we're going to do in the future is actually bring this, like, right to the face of the player and, and force him to see, like, these are not just skirmishes. They're actually, it's actually an ongoing war that will Look! Happen. Look at it! Look at it! That's what you have to do with the, some of the players out there. I um, when you talk <laughs> about this sort of thing, the, the thing that comes to mind for me is actually the uh, payload maps from TF2, where they kind of join together, but they're not separate maps. You know how they, they kind of, when you do one right. objective, either which way, it kind of switches around? Yep. Have you guys looked at something along those lines of implementing maps and whatnot for Age of Chivalry? Wasn't it kind of that way already? It's just Well, like, they kind of like just no, actually load one track map. all the maps, yeah. Well, they, yeah, they kind of like load different maps and that sort of thing. But like, if it was like, because I think it's more, you're more conscious of it if it's actually like, a continual thing where you don't have to download, in some cases download and like uh, 
extra sound. Oh, I see what you're saying, where it's like different yeah. phases and it's all like you don't have to have the yeah, server. Yeah, you know, in the payload, how you, you get yeah. to, you, you finish one objective and it goes to the next portion of the map, which is still in the same map file. You know, they're not necessarily big areas, but... Right. I think in a lot of ways we do do that with some of the maps already, at least yeah. that's my understanding. Um, like yeah, I mean, look at the... Uh, sometimes they will respawn both teams farther along, and it's, mm -hmm. it's totally like you actually move 100 feet forward and you actually see yourself uh, dynamically gain control and, and ground on the battlefield. Mm -hmm. I think that's already there, and it is something we continue to do. For yeah, sure. like what about the one that's pretty much like, you know, Gold Rush, where you're pushing the cart, and then you got to dump the uh, the poison into the, the reservoir, and then... Uh, yeah. There. I guess I didn't really think of it like that. <laughs> mm. I don't know. It well, just it just seems a little different to me. Like you you mentioned a uh, maybe I'm retarded. You went you mentioned a story. Or do you do you plan on doing a single player? Um, that's With single player that campaigns. We certainly thought about, it, and a lot of people on our forums have thought about it as well. Um, it's something we'd like to do, but it's it's certainly not our priority right now. Um, in terms of single player, you're more likely to see uh, training missions coming sooner than. An actual story, but we do hope to do that eventually. Yeah, like I said, there's there's still years ahead for us. It's, so, it's just so disappointing to see Mons not doing that because you guys do have something really good here, and it, I think it would make a great single player experience. But you know, what do I know? But well, I think the I, main was, barrier is just the amount of work that goes into. Yeah, it, it is a lot of work, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Speaking of work, nevertheless, uh, making was it new media AI code? Anyway, go ahead, sir. No, go on. I was just saying, like, it, it, the main obstacle so far has been making uh, reliable melee AI, which is um, significantly harder than gun AI, I would assume, a gun-based game. True. Yeah. Well, uh, what about stats? Uh, I know single player is hard to do, but and you guys implemented uh, stats. Was stats difficult for you guys? Um... I didn't do that personally, so I'm going to assume it wasn't too bad because uh, our guy um, used to work for ModDB.com, actually Wraith, actually just threw them together pretty quick. And we had oh, to work Matt. With Valve to get them, yeah, Matt Stafford. Mm. We had to work with Valve to get them uh, on with the Steam community and that, but it was, uh, he did it pretty quickly, so either he's amazing or uh, it's not that bad. He's a very talented like guy, Matthew. Mm. Yeah, he is. He's, he's helped us out a lot. Um, I know a lot of comments have been that people like would like to see this on a lot of other mods, and hopefully that'll be uh, coming soon for other people as well. Yeah. Well, what, what was it like working with uh, with Valve? Are they are they pretty easy to work with in terms of the mod? Mm. Well, that's a day-to-day -day thing. Sometimes they're great, and sometimes they um, are just I don't know less responsive. But no, they're they're very helpful for for considering. Uh, that we're a mod team and all that. They've given us yeah. more opportunities than any other company has, so, so you can't complain. Yeah, you. I can't really think of many companies that will actually respond to you and you know work with you and, and stuff like that. So uh, what about the audio? Who did the audio for you guys? And I ask that because it's it's something that a lot of people don't bother with, but I think it's crucial. That would be uh, Sir Loin, and he was... He said he might actually end up coming, but I guess he uh, wasn't able to make it. But yeah, he, he's done a lot of work for us, and uh, he basically he joined uh, not that long ago. He's one of the newer team members in terms. He's just been on for six to eight months, something like that. But uh, 
he's actually changed so much. Every every patch we keep putting out, we say like 300 new sounds, and we're not getting like this guy. This guy's working really good for us, and the response has been great on on the audio feedback as well. Yeah, it, it is just so crucial, and you you're so lucky to find someone who's not only talented but also you know motivated to do this sort of thing. Really. Sampling uh, those audio sounds must be fun because you've got some really pretty is. squishy stuff in there. <laughs> Does he just get watermelons and jackhammers and go at it? I think he just like goes to the local park with a golf club or something and just tees up. <laughs> the children, that's what I think he's doing. <laughs> children, wow. <laughs> so that's what the cracking was. I was wondering how he got that cracking kind of... Here, Timmy, hold this microphone while I bash your skull in. <laughs> Yeah, but it, let let it never be said that Age of Shiv's gore was not realistic. Yeah. Wait, have you ever had complaints about the gore? Um, some people have, have asked us for ways to uh, they can turn it down because they have to you know bring up the Steam community every time their parents come in the room or something like that. Uh, but it is a mature game, and I think everyone knows that medieval times, you know, they weren't just politely stabbing each other where they don't bleed that much. You know, things Good got gruesome. We want to bring that to the field as well. Um, yeah. In the new version, a new update that just came out, uh, there is an option for gore level, which you can turn down if you if you choose to. Huh? Just don't improve your frame rate too, huh? Uh, possibly. Is that that hasn't been a problem for uh, Age of Shiv though. It seems to run pretty well. I I can't tell because I have a triple core, but have you has that been a, a feature that you guys have been worried about? Keeping the frame rate high for a multiplayer? Uh, absolutely, the performance in Age of Shivery is something that. Uh, is, is one of the biggest problems I would say just in terms of we have some people with older computers uh, trying to play and one of the biggest problems with that is just the difference between um, uh, our game and another game. In a gun game you know uh, an enemy might be on your screen for about three seconds but in our game you might have 12 enemies on your screen for you know 30 seconds so it's, it's totally different in terms of the load it takes on the, on the rendering software hardware. Yeah and you also have multiplayer mods and, um natively run slower because they have to interpret players and there's a lot more work to do so uh, if actually if you had if you could implement one feature regardless of time um, coder ability any of that would, what would you implement what's one thing you'd love to see if you actually had infinite time and resources I think everyone's gonna like whisper it along with me but uh, horses for sure that would really? be our biggest goal now yeah, would you be able to de decapitate these said horses Decapitated and climb inside them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I noticed wow. your, your comment on the dragon there earlier, Dave. I just wanted to call you out on that. Uh, start, start. Can you so like in Star Wars, you can just gut it open and crawl inside of it to keep warm <laughs> on, on the snow maps. Um, that that's that's the problem with horses though is that I cannot ever imagine the Source Engine pulling off horses because you'd have to have so many dynamic animations that would be on call. For, for all the different types of things we'd have to do. It just does not seem like it would ever work. That's a good answer. Have you ever thought about trying to implement it? Oh, yeah. It's still it's still something that we, you know, not really have drawn up plans for, but it's something that we do for sure hope to do eventually, and there has been a lot of discussion about it on the team. And one of the biggest problems that we're facing for getting the motivation to start doing it is we know that a lot of our maps... Um, wouldn't support horseplay very very good so we'd have to uh, create larger maps or different style of maps for Calvary so it's one of the obstacles there
That is true. That would change gameplay modes too. You can have you know objectives much farther away, and it would it would it would liven things up a bit. Until you get grief, is like just nailing all the horses or something like that. Nailing, as in like no, Emmanuel, you sick bastard. <laughs> As in, like, you're the one who said it. I'm just there's no nails. Well, in it wouldn't really be griefing. I mean, you'd get like a team of people running behind enemy lions, stabbing all their horses and running back or something. Like, well, that's a good strategy. Yeah. Horses. Yeah, they're bigger right. targets. Could it, if if you did that, could the horses get scared? Would it would horse morale be something you'd have to worry about? <laughs> no, morale is something that's been suggested before, but it's not really something that we think we could effectively use in-game. It's just one of those things that sounds good on paper but wouldn't work in-game. That's our opinion on that. So balancing and all that, that's pretty easy for you guys? Uh, well, depends who you ask. <laughs> Some of the yeah, the modelers have a great time balancing. What's that? The modelers have an easy time balancing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I handle most of the balance work myself. Um, like with correlating with the rest of the team, but the actual changes is something that I do, and uh, it's it's evolved with every release. And, and the the the, diff the hard part for me is is taking all the opinions from different people. Who some people see this our game as melee only, like they don't even want archers in the game. So they every time they get killed by an archer, they're getting frustrated and they feel like this class is overpowered just because he killed me. And then the reverse is that some people feel like they up close the archer should be good at combat as well and it's just hard to take it's hard to decide for age of chivalry what class it is like what the role that class should have in each each class in age of chivalry that's the hardest part um is there any mod out there and this is a question that no one likes to answer but be honest and if, if you honestly don't then that's fine too is there any mod out there that you take not inspiration, but ideas from, or you use as a baseline to say, well, they did this pretty well. I guess we should work around something of the same idea, or they've done something that we could. Is there anything? Are there any mods out there like that? Uh, absolutely. Our whole team plays all the different games out there, not just mods. All the games. We have an active section on our forums where we say, like, what you've been playing. You talk about what you've been playing and what you enjoyed with that game. So it's not that we're stealing. Um, the actual content or anything, but we are generating ideas from playing other games, and I think that's a good thing. It's research in a way, and it helps us develop our game and improve it, and that's one of the things in the new update. We have the objective icons that, that uh, can be found in other games, like Fistful of Frags, and that's something we developed all on our own, but it is an idea that we, we picked up from other games, and I think it just works to make Age of Chivalry better. Huh. You know, now that I think about it, there's maybe five or six, maybe seven or actually about 10 multiplayer source mods out there that are actually updated and kept up to date and you know continual and that are high caliber quality and you guys are probably in the top five what's it is is it stressful knowing that you have a lot of a, a large player base and you have to keep them interested and and keep the work going uh, it gets stressful around release time sometimes for sure I mean everyone gets a little bit a little bit moody when we're trying to get a release out but uh this past one was pretty good. People are good about it. Um, the reception is the best thing. When we released the, the previous release before this one, the reception from some people was, was poor, and we actually got, like, death threats to our email, which was... <laughs> which was... Uh, no pressure. Funny. 
but yeah, some people, uh, it's hard to understand how people, different people work and stuff like that. But this release has gone very well. We've had a lot of good feedback. And uh, I think the main thing for our team is just we, every one of the team members has a passion for uh, medieval times. And it really it brings us together, I think. Any literature or books out there you suggest to the readers? Uh, I mean, the not the readers, the uh, players uh, read that you that you've taken inspiration from for the mod. Well, obviously, all the books that all the team members have read, all the movies that we've we've watched, and it's all been very interesting and helped us develop the game into what we want it to be. Uh, personally, I grew up reading the Wheel of Time series, which is by uh, Robert Jordan, and uh, it's a bit unfortunate there he made. 11 books out of a 12-book series and then died before he could finish the series. So that was, yeah, upsetting. But uh, I know a lot of the other team members as well read Tolkien and, and uh, other popular books like that. Yeah, that that's a question that um, I think we should start asking more because almost every mod that we've interviewed takes um, inspiration from, you know, for instance, Ghost in the Shell for Neo Tokyo and Fistful Frags is pretty much every Western movie out there. So, but I, I I've actually, I, I would love to check out. I, a lot of my friends actually read the Robert uh, Jordan uh, series, so I'll have to check that out. But uh, so what's 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 next in the pipeline for Age of Shiv? What's the when's the next patch? What are you planning on? Can you can you drop what you're going to implement, or are you going to keep it secret? Uh, we'll do a little bit of both, and we're hoping to get a patch out in July for the latest update, and that's going to just fix a whole bunch of bugs and uh, balance adjustments, but uh, the main thing that's coming with that content-wise would be the TK punishment system, because uh, as Dave Hell will be happy, yeah. happy to Hell yeah. <laughs> has become a problem in some Australian servers. <laughs> you, you need something to keep these convicts in check. Exactly. It's not the convicts, man. It's it's the it's oh, no. the Americans. It's the Yanks, man. They're doing it. <laughs> no, we're they're ruining the peace, yo. <laughs> the peace in a game where you can cut someone's head off and watch blood splurt from them. It should uh, never be your own team. You should never. <laughs> so so with that said, when when do you when do you think Age of Shiv will be finished? When do you think? All right, guys, let's pack up. Let's go home. Walk into the sunset. It's either A, drop it, or B, move on to Age of Shift 2 on a new engine. When, when, are you, when is it going to be done for you? I honestly, I can tell you that no one on the team is even close to feeling that way right now. There's no time. We, there, honestly, every day that we, we start talking about one feature, then we just keep keep going on and on. And it just, it honestly feels like there's more work left than we've, we've actually accomplished so far. Okay, then, sort. let's theoretically, tomorrow... Uh, Valve announces the Source 2 engine, a completely new engine, Half-Life 3 and everything. What do you do? Do you keep it on Source or do you move on? Oh, well, for us, we, we've already updated the game several across several engines, so if it's completely incompatible, then we'd have to look at the features and, and the trade-off then. But, uh, well, what, with that, you know, the, that, that's something that, um, that a lot of people don't think about. You know, they get into a mod and it's just... They're they're always just chasing after the next goal that they never stop to think. Well, when am I? You know, when is this? If this ever stops being fun, then what? So, um, what what about uh, what, after Age of Shiv? Do you plan on working on other mods, or do you plan on going into the industry? Or because obviously you've done something pretty well here. Uh, have you ever been approached by a game company or? Uh, so, um, that's a hard question to answer. Basically, the the 
the team that we have together right now, I feel is, is really strong. We have a lot of talent, and, and I think we could do anything that we want to. Um, it's just a matter of when we decide to move on, if we do. And uh, I don't know. That's all. That's all in the future. I, I think you've got. I think you've got at least two, three years that you should have left before you got to worry about any of that. Good. Well, that 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 wraps up the uh, the interview for me. Do you? Is there anything you guys want to chime in before we close this this session of a podcast? No, I think you did a very good job with the interview. I'm trying to make there's, it up. There was zero it. talk of cat fellatio. Well, Until we, now. there's always another episode to do that. We can, <laughs> we can always improve. Awesome. Um, uh, should I call you Steve or Tiberius? Either way. Um, <laughs> Steve. Uh, Steve, uh, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Um, I really do enjoy uh, Age of Shiv. I, I played it way back, and I need to get up and play the new version because I haven't been able to keep up with it. But once I do, I'm sure I'll love it. Uh, again, Dave, thanks again for coming on and saving my my sad, sad, sad ass. Ryan um, came on too. Stenchy, of course. <laughs> and he didn't mention once. We, we didn't break into a fist fight about Neo Tokyo reviews or anything like that. Pretty close, though. Pretty no. close, but we won't because we're civilized here. And <laughs> good, I'm not going to go on my TV and, and brag I'm about a review it. or preview, yeah. and he's not going to come on our podcast site and make a comment about how... Oh, wait. Never mind. So uh, <laughs> that, I think that's it. Uh, Nick, am I forgetting anything so that way you're not going to message me later really angry you forgot something? Okay. That's a yes. So, okay, that's it, guys. Um, the post-session uh, play is going to be Binasu Party. Uh, obviously, we love that match, so go ahead and join us. That's it for this episode of Podcast 17. If you have any complaints about cat fellatio, racism, or um, the format of the podcast, please do not send an email. We don't care. Bye. Bye.